0: Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All Is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I shared with you in the previous two programs concerning our president's July 4th speech, spectacular. And I'm going to begin. This episode with a section, the last two paragraphs of his address for the 75th commemoration of the D Day invasion in World War II. So, beginning with the next to last paragraph, the penultimate paragraph in his address at Normandy. Quote, today as we stand together upon this sacred earth, we pledge that our nations will forever be strong and united. We will forever be together. Our people will forever Be bold. Our hearts will forever be loyal. And our children and their children will forever and always be free. Now, (laughs) I'm not going to blame the speechwriters. The speechwriters, they serve at the pleasure of the president. They are cranking out these auspicious works of rhetoric for this president. He deserves credit and blame for these addresses. So, again, today, as we stand together upon this sacred earth, fascinating. How it is in politics that politicians, regardless of whether they have any belief in God, any regard for God, any regard for His Word, they always manage to pay lip service to God when they are addressing audiences whom they believe require such, require such careful handling. Now, if they're in a private meeting, whether it's an old boys gathering or whether it happens to be all manner of other (laughs) gatherings, it's a different story. But when they are addressing the public at large or supposedly conservative audiences or religiously-minded audiences, and so forth. They pay lip service to God. And this wording, this sacred earth, doesn't that have a wonderful feel to it? Doesn't that, that just speaks of such reverence for God, doesn't it? This sacred earth. Interestingly enough, God never refers to this earth as being sacred, okay? This earth, which he created magnificently, stupendously, is corrupt. (laughs) We can go back to the, the flood and so forth. The whole earth, the population, had corrupted themselves, and he saved but one family, consisting of a man and his wife and his three sons and their wives, and then a handful, so to speak, of animals, a carefully selected subset of the animal populations that he had created. But he never refers to this earth as sacred. But Donald Trump does, Donald Trump, just a man of God, a man after God's own heart. We pledge that our nations will forever be strong, forever. How long is forever? Are we talking about 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now? You might say, well, wait a minute, you are splitting hairs here, <laughs> right? I mean, who's to say that there's anything remotely wrong about the president waxing poetic and eloquent here, using poetic license? What's wrong with that, really? Well, I will get there. But we pledge that our nations will forever be strong and united, even though our nations are not strong at this time, nor united. This is referring to the United States of America, France, Britain, other nations in Europe, which were (laughs) under the boot of the Nazi Third Reich, allies of ours today, you know, debatable allies, but such as Germany and so forth. We pledge that our nations will forever be strong and united. The United States of America certainly militarily is the mightiest, far and away the mightiest, of the free nations. And most military experts would say it is the mightiest force on the face of the earth. And with good reason, even though our nuclear deterrent has been diminished horrendously, courtesy of former presidents Barack Hussein Obama with his Vice President Joe Biden, and such as that, notably the Democrats, in addition to Obama. Bill Clinton, William Jefferson Clinton, his co-president, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and his vice president, Albert Arnold Gore Jr., who, in a sense, is the weakest vice president we've ever had because he was trumped by, no pun intended, he was trumped by the first lady, so-called lady, uh, the first you know, wife of convenience of a president that we've had in the White House. She ruled and reigned above the vice president, but, and then there was Jimmy Carter, James Earl Carter Jr., trust me, Jimmy Carter, peanut farmer, you know, from Plains, Georgia, uh, as compared to what he really was, but. You know, it's a matter of style over substance. Yes, even corn-pone style, it served him very well. So the overwhelming majority of people had no idea what he really was. But they have greatly diminished the deterrent ability of this nation. Jimmy, with his Naval Academy Training and with his U.S. Navy experience and being right hand man to the head of the nuclear submarines. But I digress. So moving on, we will forever be together. This is right after he has said that we pledge that our nations will forever be strong and united. We will forever be together. I don't know what that means. Do you? Are we together with France? Are we together with Spain? Are we together with Italy? With Portugal? With the Netherlands? Are we? (laughs) Are we together with Belgium and Germany? And the UK? And so forth? Are we really? Are we together with the NATO member states? You know? Those like... Islamist secular Islamists, supposedly Turkey, and such as that are we are we together? are we united? are we a great, vast coalition? Well, yes, France and Britain are nuclear powers, but are we together in any sense of the word actually not <laughs> but If we are together, maybe we're all the European Union. Maybe the United States of America, unbeknownst to me, has become a member state, if you will, of the European Union. But I don't think so. (laughs) You know, the Trump campaign success, it occurred at the same time, him winning, securing the Republican nomination... And then going on to general election victory, uh, causing great anguish <laughs> to those on the left. Uh, but it, w- it, wasn't, it wasn't a cause for great celebration for those of us who recognized Trump for what he was. No, it just was the only option we had. But that happened at the same time as the Brexit accomplishment in Britain. So I don't (laughs) think... And they seemed to go together, in a manner of speaking, even though we were not together with the UK. Still, there was a, a sameness, an agreement between those events. So I don't think that we have silently, secretly become a member state of the European Union. We may have become a sister nation of North Korea... Oh, that may have happened, but and I will report a comment on that in uh, just a wee bit. But, moving on, our people, our people, again, this is not pertaining to the United States of America by itself. This is in combination, in concert with the nations of Europe, in particular, and the U.K., our people will forever be bold. Wow. Forever. Again, forever and ever, right? Forever, for all time. For all time, yes. And our hearts will forever be loyal. Loyal to whom? Clearly not loyal to God. Heart In the Bible is the same as spirit. Our spirits, therefore, will forever be loyal. But to whom? To the federal regime, may I say, here in the United States of America, to the federal regimes in France and in Britain and elsewhere, and in Germany, We will forever be loyal, but fascinatingly enough, as bad as things are here in the United States of America, and they are, much worse than (laughs) those in power would have us believe. But in Europe, and in the UK, and Scandinavia, which lead the way in these matters— There are vast populations of peoples that are utterly, totally, completely disloyal to the regimes that have permitted them to come in, to flow in. This is the same exact situation in that regard, as was true of the Roman Empire before its fall. But it's also true here in the United States of America, and Canada, and Australia, and so forth. But our hearts will forever be loyal. Yes, the President, Donald Trump, waxing poetic, is speaking of all the people's In the United States of America and the nations in Europe and UK. I wonder if by any chance he's including undocumented workers and such. You know, is he only speaking to citizens? Natural born or naturalized? What have you? I don't know. It is uh, up for grabs, you might say. And our children and their children. Our children and our grandchildren. Our grandchildren will forever and always be free. So does that mean as free as we are today? (laughs) You know, is that what this is referring to? Well, They will forever and always be free because Donald Trump said so. This sacred earth, this sacred earth, sacred earth not just of Normandy, France, Europe, UK, United States of America, but the sacred earth of all of the communist regimes and fascist regimes that pollute and defile and desecrate this earth, but then also of the free nations which defile and desecrate this earth and the peoples and war against God and his Christ, war against morals and mores. Oh, we will forever be free. So says our president. <laughs> In ever such close proximity to the destruction of all free nations. We will forever and always be free. Then moving on to the last stanza, if you will, the last paragraph. May God bless our great veterans. Quote, may God bless our great veterans. May God bless our allies. May God bless the heroes of D-Day. And may God bless America. Thank you. Thank you very much. End quote. Interesting that uh, the tagline, the ending there is, like, what you would expect from Elvis, right? But preceding that, After the penultimate paragraph in which we had the president intoning this sacred earth will forever be, forever be, forever be, forever be, forever and always be free. (laughs) And then we have may God bless, may God bless, may God bless, and may God bless America. Fantastic, right? Inspirational. But just jogging back up to the previous paragraph, the last words of that for a moment. Forever and always. What does that mean? Forever is forever. So what is forever and always? That, that is beyond forever, right? Not just infinity, but beyond infinity. Of course, there isn't any such thing, but our president... So back down to, may God bless our great veterans. Again, this was the commemoration, the 75th commemoration of the D-Day invasion into Normandy, France, and... It would be understood by many that when he refers to great veterans, he is referring to those veterans of World War II. The veterans, no, not on the side of the Nazis, not on the side of of the communists. Well, maybe so. (laughs) Because not on the side of the fascists is one thing, Okay, let's, let's rule out the fascists. Rule out not just the Nazis, but the Italian fascists and the Japanese imperialist fascists. Let's rule them all out. So our great veterans, if he had said this in the United States of America, that would mean American veterans. And then the question is, is it pertaining just to World War II? Is that including Korea, Vietnam, and so forth? But here, our great veterans is the veterans from France and Italy? I don't know. Italy, ally Italy, ally Germany? I mean, who is he referring to here, really? Even making it specific to World War II. But our great veterans, well, our great veterans, if that is referring to allies, you know, including the Soviet Union under Joseph Stalin, that same Soviet Union regime which slaughtered tens of millions more than Hitler's Nazi regime. Hmm? Well... What about them? Are they our allies? Perhaps, perhaps he didn't know any better, but our great veterans, the overwhelming majority of the veterans who served in World War II for the United States of America, for Canada, for Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and so forth, the overwhelming majority have passed away. and we are losing the remaining men oh my did i say men <laughs> you know after all whenever these whenever these remembrances whenever these commemorations are issued it always states the men and women you know yes women did serve a role but guess what they were not troops But, and the president seems to have, (laughs) at least in these last two stanzas, have left that out. But rest assured, (laughs) he always is only too happy to include it to make it sound as if women were fighting (laughs) for the United States of America during World War II and the Korean War and Vietnam and so forth, but... We are losing these surviving great veterans at a terrible pace. And soon there will not be any more great veterans of World War II. But perchance he's referring to other veterans, even though this speech is focused on World War II. Perhaps, may God bless our allies. No offense to the Russian people. The Russian people who suffered so horribly under the Soviet communist regime and its reign of terror that lasted so long. But not only the Russian people, but the peoples of all of the other nations which were enslaved under the Soviet regime. Many of them enslaved courtesy of the United States of America after the end of World War II. Yes, courtesy of United States of America and Britain. But may God bless our allies. What about the allies that were Soviet Union leaders, I'm not talking about up at the top with Joseph there, but leaders in the military and so forth, however many of them are left, however many of them have survived, who were responsible, perhaps perchance, for terrible, monstrous campaigns of terror against the Polish people, for instance, against women and children. But may God bless the heroes of D-Day. The heroes of D-Day. Unfortunately, there are many heroes of D-Day who are not listed as heroes of D-Day. Why is that? It's because they were slaughtered on their way to the beaches. They were slaughtered while in landing craft, while exiting landing craft, while in tanks (laughs) trying to make it to the coast and so forth. But God bless the heroes of D-Day. And may God bless America. Now, it is common, standard operating procedure, run-of-the-mill, routine verbiage, God bless America. And there are a great many Americans, including professing Christians, from whose lips these words... (laughs) fall regularly. God bless America. God has blessed America enormously, greatly, but he will not continue to when the governments of the United States of America war against God, against his word, against righteousness, against justice, when they pervert and corrupt and destroy this nation, this sacred earth, and God's rule and God's people. And saying this, God bless America, will not negate the evil that is done, that has been done and is done in this nation daily, and which is not prevented, and which is not deterred, but is even legalized and rewarded and is enforced God will not bless America. He has. But America, not speaking of the tens of millions who worship God here, who worship the Lord Jesus Christ, but their faith notwithstanding, he will not continue to bless this nation. He can't. Not if he's going to honor his word. But our president, he speaks for all of us with such wisdom and godliness and godly virtue. Moving on. Before I move on, let me just say this I'm Brad Thomas. And this is after all is said and done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. And whatever is lacking, erring, deficient is due to me. Speaking again, considering the president, President Trump. Here just such a short, short time ago, President Trump met with great leaders of great nations in Japan at the G20 summit. And then, he invited Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, to meet with him, tete-a-tete, in the demilitarized zone. that span of bloody land bridging North and South Korea. Dividing them, bridging them, (laughs) keeping the North Korean communist regime machine at bay that communist regime machine which has tunneled underneath the DMZ for lo these many decades to enable them to unleash terror, to invade South Korea with (laughs) lightning-like rapidity. But our president, he's so wise and wonderful, isn't he? it was such a courageous courageous noble action on his behalf on his part i should say his vision thing is that kim jong un is actually his kind of guy you know he just all oh, he just needs to be wooed a little bit he needs to be charmed You know, like George W. Bush's charm offenses. Needs to be charmed. Needs to be wooed. Trump needs to make nice with him. And then this fellow who really couldn't care less about hurting a flea or a fly, who just wants to enjoy life, then he will be won over. He can be bought, is another way to put it. Not bribed, mind you. No, 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 just bought. (laughs) Yes, the president is entirely too clever for him. (laughs) President Trump is entirely too clever for the likes of Kim Jong-un and his leadership there. Well, the president may be more intelligent than Kim Jong-un. I have no reason not to believe that, even though I do not have high regard for the president's intellect. But, I'm not at all (laughs) willing to believe that he is brighter than Kim Jong-un's sister. (laughs) But, regardless, all he needs to do is make nice with Kim Jong-un. And then, The nuclear threat from North Korea will go away, and we can have trade with North Korea, and North Korea can become a dynamic, outstanding, free nation like South Korea. No problem. Except, as I have said repeatedly, North Korea, the communist regime, Family business of the Kim family, three generations going now, in North Korea is a satellite state of communist China and formerly of the Soviet Union, now of the Russian Federal Republic, or whatever you want to call it, Russian Federation gangster regime of Vladimir Putin. But, (laughs) oh no, it's an independent, rogue regime. That's all it is, right? And the president, he's going to show the world what a courageous, visionary leader he is by winning over Kim Jong-un and causing him to Rid North Korea of nuclear weapons forevermore. It it is a thing of beauty, isn't it? Really, yes. When in point of fact, North Korea serves the purposes of major players and will be used not only against South Korea, but Japan, Okinawa, Guam, Taiwan, so forth. As well as you know, U.S. West Coast and or U.S. Navy <laughs> in and around the Koreas and on into the South China Sea, it can be used as the proverbial tip of the spear to start the fireworks, and and perhaps Kim Jong Un can be fooled into thinking that this is a winning proposition and China, the communist Chinese regime, could leave him out hanging to dry, so to speak, you know, just for a short time to attract all of the American counteroffensive. And then for communist China to strike America It doesn't have to play out that way, but that is a possibility. Meanwhile, even though our president is so fond, so taken with, so enamored with Kim Jong-un, he doesn't feel that way, doesn't have those warm, fuzzy feelings about Iran, about the Islamist regime in Iran. No, no. No, in fact, showing what a mighty man of war he is, he tweeted at them. That's right. That's how you show your force and your power is to tweet via Twitter. It's just too, it is rich. It is just rich. But he tweeted that great and overwhelming force would be brought to bear against Iran if they attacked anything. American. Well, that's rather broad, isn't it? Anything American, right? And yet, of course, the United States of America, along with these wonderful powers in Europe and UK, whom we are forever together with, forever joined with, forever in closest... Fidelity and loyalty with. Interestingly enough, we all condemn Israel for trying to defend itself from annihilation, from Islamist regimes and Islamist terror organizations. But, <laughs> if anything, American, a drone is attacked by the Islamist Iran regime, this president will strike back with great and overwhelming force. Does that mean that he will unleash death and destruction upon multitudes of Iranian people, many of whom have nothing to do with the evil Islamist regime. Is that what that means? That would seem to mean that. The question is, is it saber-rattling, or is this president serious about that? Meanwhile, presidential race 2020. It is so inspiring, isn't it? I've commented before about this vast field of candidates, and again, I've... I've basically limited my reference to the, you know, the major players, you know, the top 20 and so on and so forth. Even though there apparently are something to the tune of 758 at last count, actually federally filed candidates, (laughs) filed with the Federal Election Commission, but nonetheless one that stands out from the crowd, running at his first opportunity to run for president because of the age limitation. Pete edge sodomite who has a husband. <laughs> yes, yes, children. He has a husband. Yes, it's an impossibility. Yes, it's insane. Yes, it is exceedingly depraved, and it is utterly, totally, intellectually dishonest, which is interesting because he is a very smart fellow, very highly educated fellow, and utterly corrupt and depraved, according to God's word. But what does God know? What does the Bible know? Right? He and his husband, of course, they belong in the White House, Right, in the dung house, leading the nation, because after all, immorality, calculated, corrupt, perverse, degraded, depraved, vileness, lewdness, and profaneness. And pride in it. Proudly displaying it to all. Oh, they're married. Again, it is a physical impossibility. It is a spiritual impossibility. People can engage in whatever kind of sexual crime and sexual perversion that they want to in this great nation and in the free world. And in most cases, if it is deemed a crime, they will be slapped on the wrist, regardless how many such crimes they commit. But... These nations, these free-thinking nations, formerly referred to as Christendom, they have all embraced this unspeakable abomination that God absolutely damns forever. And meanwhile, we say, God bless America. It's wonderful. With our governments making this perversion, this corruption, the law of the land, and that it must be honored and respected. Not merely tolerated, but honored and respected. And it is taught to our little ones, to the children, to the young people. It is modeled for them. It is just outstanding. And, of course, the major broadcasting companies have gotten in the act. The major corporations have gotten in the act as far as promoting these things johnson and johnson company running ads promoting this as well as many others very exciting and major broadcasters notably entercom communications but also well <laughs> i know iheart has has sponsored you know pride day and so forth out in San Francisco, and what have you. But Entercom is really going gung-ho to promote this. That's right. Promoting it via their Channel Q, Channel Queer, that they are rolling out in all of their major media markets. Even major media markets that they don't have any regular talk programming in, they have their Channel Q in. But... Outstanding, so Pete budeded, he certainly would be the logical choice to support for these people, but meanwhile, in this gloriously honorable, noble nation, we've had multiple i don 't know how many. <laughs> Cases of high school boys raping high school girls frequently at parties, getting them drunk, raping them, gang raping them, videotaping the crimes against these girls. And then posting these videotapes resulting time after time after time in girls who have been raped taking their own lives. And yet these precious boys, not punished. Not punished. As is the case here in New Jersey recently. And a wonderful judge, James Troiano, decried the idea of trying this 16-year-old as an adult. He denied the motion. He stated that the prosecutors needed to explain to the girl that was raped that bringing criminal charges against the 16-year-old young man that had raped her could ruin his life. Oh, my. Outstanding work, Judge. Just one of our many absolutely, utterly, totally corrupt, perverse, vile, excuses of judges, which this nation is awash with. Are there any good ones out there? Yes. Are there any bad ones out there? Oh, you better believe there are. But, meanwhile, this same outstanding judge got very creative. This is so reminiscent of Roe v. Wade, Dovey Bolton, the creativity of the Supreme Court justices there, the veil of a penumbra <laughs> pertaining to the creation of this absolute right to privacy, behind which they could then justify the murder of preborn babies under all circumstances for full term of pregnancy, but. Here, this judge redefined rape as follows, and he stated that traditionally, rape took two or more men using a weapon to force themselves onto a victim in an abandoned house, shed, or shack, end quote. When's the last time you heard that definition? (laughs) Fascinating. It's not from the Bible. No. Very creative of him. Meanwhile, another judge, Marcia Silva, another outstanding, free-thinking judge. She also decried uh, trying a 16-year-old young man as an adult after he raped his 12-year-old girlfriend. How long had they been friends? Don't know. I'm guessing it was a very recent friendship. He waited for her to come home from summer school. He attacked her. She hit him. She bit him. He raped her. But this wonderful woman judge, Hispanic woman judge, she stated that it was not especially heinous or cruel, and that beyond the girl losing her virginity, that there weren't any other injuries, no suffering, no damage caused, no harm, no foul. Just lost her virginity, that's all. It wasn't a bad experience. She didn't suffer any emotional harm, any mental harm, any physical harm from being attacked and raped by a so-called boyfriend who was 16 years of age and she was 12. No. It would be wrong to try him as an adult. Outstanding. Really outstanding. And more horrific than those... A man in the great state of Georgia. He was sentenced to 10 years and he will only serve eight months. Eight months for doing what? Kidnapping a teenage girl, keeping her enslaved for more than a year while he went on raping her as a sex slave. He gets eight Months in jail for this. Great job, Georgia. Just beyond belief. And then a man in New York State is receiving probation for 10 years for raping a 14 year old girl. This brings to mind another case. And that is regarding a man who decades and decades ago was charged, prosecuted, convicted, and sentenced for the mythical crime of raping his wife. There was zero violence, coercion, anything else. In case you didn't know, marriage is consent not just for the honeymoon, but for married life. Until death do us part, if you like that wording. But he married the wrong woman. He married a woman who, I don't know how feminist she was when they married, but she listened to her feminist friends, probably some were lesbians, perhaps. And one night... He wanted to have sexual relations, and she said no. And he insisted, and so that constituted rape, and he was sent to prison for many years in New York State, in the great state of New York, even while these outrages are going on, including dear Jeffrey Epstein. Dear Jeffrey Epstein, so outstanding. But I'm going to save <laughs> my commentary regarding Jeffrey Epstein for next message because I simply won't have sufficient time today. So instead, going to refer to no, not R. Kelly either, Robert R. Kelly, no, not Alex Acosta, no, instead, going to move along to something else and that is not only an islamist terrorist attack in somalia that resulted in minimum of 26 people that have been murdered and another 56 injured wounded gravely injured and so forth but not only this attack By Al-Shabaab Islamist terrorist group of Africa, you know, like Boko Haram, these are these African, black African Islamist terrorist groups that have been engaging in monstrous acts of Islamist terror for so long. But also the coverage. I mean, one particular account of it never mentioned the term Islam, Muslim. Islamist, anywhere. Never. And then at the very end, it referred to the terror group al-Shabaab in the last paragraph. That was it, okay? Other than in the first paragraph saying terror attack. Terror attack and then terror group. That's it. Not a breath about Islam, this is exactly the same as what took place for dear old Yasser Arafat and his PLO, that the media was terrified, intimidated and terrified, and treated him with kid gloves. And I think this is what's going on here. At the best, at the worst, it's just that they're evil. (laughs) The, The media is evil. And is enabling the evil, but deliberately, not because they are intimidated. But I tend to believe they're intimidated. So what did this begin with? This attack of this fortified hotel in Kazmayo, Somalia, began with a car bomb. And after that was set off at the gate of the Assasi. I think (laughs) heavily fortified hotel which is south of Mogadishu then an assault team of four entered and the battle lasted for 12 hours but it wasn't Islamist terror was it no I'm Brad Thomas and this is after all is said and done after all is said and done then we will know won't we but perhaps we can know now if we choose to thank you you yeah.